God put it in my spirit to teach you something today, which is a little bit. You can sit down in your homes. God spoke to me when I was speaking to the uh, workers of Christ with Tabernacle um, on yesterday, Saturday. Saturday the 7th of November 2020. That I should begin to teach them on 21st century leadership. And the 21st century leadership, I will call it end time leadership for the church. Because the word 21st century leadership is academic. However, the academia receive this knowledge by the Holy Spirit, even when they are not born again. Because, why do we focus on 21st century leadership? When I explain that, you will see the reason why I call it also the end time leadership. The 20, 20, the 20, 21st century leadership in, academically, among the intellectuals, is defined as leadership that are futuristic <clears throat> in their approach towards leadership. That is a person who is futuristic to his leadership approach. But I will say to you, the concept of leadership defined by the Bible begins from leadership of yourself over your life. That is your first leadership. That is how you lead your life to the destiny that God has ordained for you. How you lead your life to fulfill um, you know, uh, success that you set and goals. Now, the second leadership that the Bible defines is the leadership of a husband in his house as he is the head of his family. And the leadership of a woman as the helpmate of that man. And that leadership combined together will shape the lives and future of the children and offspring that is born in that family. Which, retrospectively, will have effect as those children grow to become what they, whatever that leadership has shaped them to be. And there are families who lack, who lack the knowledge of this, so they give back to children who become miserable. They grow to become miserable. But uh, uh, families where this is understood give back to children who will become in the, the next pedestal of, um, of um, moral definition in the generations to come. And you see some of them rise into high powers and they continue to communicate it down line. The third leadership is the leadership that you assume either in your office at whatever level that you are, you are, you are, you are, you are appointed. And then most essentially I will be focusing and zeroing in into the leadership in the church of God. In whatever leadership that's role that God has ordained you. So when I speak today, have your, the concepts you know, your mind broad, so that you are looking at yourself as a person, you are looking at yourself as in your role in your family, yourself as in your role in society, yourself as in your role in the, in the office, uh, in the church of the living God. So, the 21st century leadership is defined as leadership that is futuristic, okay, in the approach towards the leadership in context. And the being futuristic is based on the view that they will be able to set up a framework <clears throat> in accordance with the future goals that they have set. They do not look just at now. They look at now, they look at tomorrow, and they look at future. And they set long-term goals, 
and then they break it down to monthly achievement and daily operations and functions. <clears throat> they set up a framework, therefore, <clears throat> beginning from their personal life to their roles, different roles. That is, their role in the family, their roles in uh, the society, their roles in, um, in the office and stuff. The Holy Spirit just told me to tell you this now. Write this down. Anybody that does not have a function, does not have a role, and anybody that does not have a role cannot talk about leadership. So anyone who has a function must understand that function is a role. If you have a function in life, that is a role. And every role in life is attached towards a ladder which you must climb, which is the ladder of leadership. So if you look at this, therefore, everybody has a role that God has created. So everybody must discover their function in their role. And everybody can apply what I'm telling you to be able to reach the height that God has ordained for them, which is good and pleasant, pleasant will of God. So you must be futuristic. And you must build up a framework in view of that, you know, perspective of, of thinking. And your framework must be such that can navigate through all complexities that pose challenges to you or to your organization. Let me give you an example. And this is where prophetic is so strong. Let me take the church for example and we'll look at the life of Jesus Christ. Now, whoever understood or thought that social media would be a tool that God will use to reach the ends of the earth. Because a season like this will come when the church of God cannot meet under their building together. A situation that came that is transcending the knowledge of governments or scientists. A situation that confused the whole world of science and the whole world of government knowledge. Not only that. SARS has been studied by medical doctors all their life. However, COVID-19 has been known by them, but they have not given enough studies to it because it is, a, it is a virus that is just attributed to bats. But understand that bats have it, but the way God created bats, they could handle it. The immune system of bats could handle it. Little did they know that a time will come that that so tiny micro, you know, organism will come into the midst of man and then spread from one man to the other. And then before you know it, spread over the nations. And then before you know it, offset the economy of nations, offset the orientation of nations, affect the governance of nations, and offset families and create such a threat among mankind. But when SARS COVID-19 struck, at the beginning, brains were put together and the principles that the intellectuals decided to adopt is to, to allow it to spread. They said that and it's in the records. Because when we had flu, influenza, a decade ago, the, the, the philosophy is that let it spread so that people can, more people can catch it and they can build immunity against it. Well, that is a norm. And when they let it spread, 
people started dying heavily in every nation. Scientists advised the government of nations that they should do that. Because that is what they did initially. However, when they did that, the rate of people dying became so terrifying that government was afraid, scientists were afraid, and people were afraid. That terrible fear brought some people to go and look for God. God win. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, then the government of nations now said, let's go to device number two. Let us lock down so that we can curtail the spreading. And when we lock down, those who already have gotten it, some of them will die and some of them will live. Why we are trying to innovate a remedy. So they came about two remedies. One, is, one remedy is vaccine. The other remedy is cure. And they continue. I don't want to talk about uh, scams or what people's opinions are. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk. I, I'm trained as a scientist and I'm trained as a lawyer. I want to talk about science and reasoning. So, and when that went through, they now said, let's lock down. But when they did lock down, they did not re- realize the ripple effect of lockdown. And the lockdown that they did, now, the moment they locked down, the ripple effect began. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people became ho- hopeless. And they committed suicide. And they discovered that the lockdown is killing people more than the virus itself. Because it's paralyzing or it's seeking to paralyze the economy of a whole nation. Not only that, the intercontinental economy was dislocated. IMF were confused. The um, uh, global financing organization were totally confused. Governments were confused. Ministers of Exchequer, Ministers of Finance of Government, they now, and economists, came to a place whereby they, their knowledge, current knowledge of economy and their current knowledge of uh, uh, monetary management failed them. It's like a joke. Strange enough, construction industry began to shut down because nobody can come to work. Suddenly, the aviation industry began to lose money because people have to be restricted from traveling from one place to the other. And then the hospitality industry, which carries a large amount of production of finance and livelihood in different nations, began to suffer terribly to the extent that some of them were faced with bankruptcy, 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 bankruptcy. In my law profession, I attended a good number of seminars of how the effect of COVID-19 in global industry and how that will shape and affect legal fields. And when I was listening to them as a satellite geodesist also before going to law, I began to also see how that will affect, and somebody I've been in, involved in construction uh, industry for many years, how that will affect construction industry. And I began to think from my corporate knowledge how that will affect mortgages. How many people who <coughs> had mortgages that is just almost finishing lost their job, husband and wife, and they cannot fend for themselves and they lost their mortgages? How it will affect banking industry? How it will affect the loaning system of bank to people? And how that will affect the government revenue? Because when people are no more working, they cannot pay tax. And the revenue, the government receives their sustenance from the tax of people and from industry. Now, how government have to go into their, to their treasuries and begin to, f- to release funding? Those funding that have been earmarked for development and for other things have to be given as a subsidy. 
Look, I'm saying this to you because I wanted some of you who probably are, in, in, you know, ingenious and you're intellectuals to reason that, you know, as a minister of God, I'm not just rattling. I'm not just talking about views of people. I'm not just talking about stories spread around. I studied it. God allowed me to go into those studies before these things happen. So I'm able to relate with it. If you look at it, I can talk more for another two hours on the ripple effect of COVID-19 in the society, to current day society. Maybe I need to write a book on that from intellectual reasoning. However, my position today is that little did the church of God know, such will affect them. Now, this is the problem and the dilemma the church faces now. The church of God in many countries, when they say lockdown, uh, some Christian rose up and said that you cannot say that. The, ch- the government has no power over the church. Well, that is a fact. It is a it's, it's true statement. But in this context, is it applicable? The fact is this. As the church of God, the ministers of God have authority over their members and over the governance and run of the church. Government is appointed by God who have authority over their citizen. Now, this is where the conflict is. Of interest. Now, the governments have authority over their citizens. The citizens are members of churches, and the clergy have authority over those same people. So you see that the members are both in the government and in the in the church. Now, let me tell you this. So, why the government said we want safety of the people of our nation, and we are telling them to lock down so that they will stop the spread. Some in the church are saying, no, no, you cannot stop church from worshipping. Because church needs to meet in the buildings all the time. (laughs) So there is confusion and chaos. Hallelujah. There is confusion and chaos. In the field of intellectual reasoning, there is something we call VUCA. VUCA is for consideration of challenges that can face an organization which will face leadership all the time. And this will always happen. Either you make it a cycle happening or whatever. Today is COVID-19. Next year, you don't know what else will happen on earth that will just upset the whole foundation and system. And what we look at, the four considerations to overcome challenges is this. Volatility, uncertainty, Complexity and ambiguity. Volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. If you look at these four things, I'm not dealing with that today. I will talk about it later on. If you look at the context in which we are on earth today, in 1917-18, there was the Second World, First World War. And then in 1943-44, Second World War. Each of these world wars obstructed everything under heaven. Costed lives. But in our modern day now, the third world war that we can say now is COVID-19. It is a war without ammunitions. It is a war where enemies have to collaborate. Excuse me. It is not like that of war that we know a nation that is fighting another nation. No, it is a war whereby you, it's invisible war. You can't see the one fighting you. You know him in the, in the microscope, and you can't, you can't protect yourself away from him because he penetrates the, 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 the palace of the rulers of countries. 
it penetrates the palace of the servants in the countries. It went to the kings and the nobles, and it went to the, to the servants. You know, there is, a good, there is an interesting situation that happened in America recently when, when Donald Trump contacted COVID-19. Ah, people were talking about you contacted COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. And all the people of his team contacted, uh, not all the people, some members of his team also contacted COVID-19. Why they are talking about him that he, because he's not protecting himself, he's not protecting himself. Strange enough. Members of Biden's also contacted it. Who also covered them? No, their nose. And the vice president, you know, um, uh, Harris, contacted it. Who they believe in street covering their nose? Now you understand that this thing has no, 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 you cannot hinder it. <laughs> it's such a force that beats every imagination and pretension. So, it is volatile. It created uncertainty in the whole community. It is complex in its nature that even those who felt that they have, they, have, they have devised vaccine cannot give us certainty. And those who have brought the cure cannot even have voice to be spoken. It is ambiguous. So therefore, anytime you have VUCA, there is a need for the, for the manifestation of those, I, you know, with the intellectual call, the 21st century leadership. It demands somebody, it demands people to think different. It demands people to move away from the norm whenever such a thing happens. It demands people who can think beyond the horizon. It demands people who will not live on, on, on a, you know, on a, a rumor of what people are saying. It demands people who can sit down and, and look at evidence that are facts. To be able to confront this uncertainty. And such people are the ones that will thrive in this new economy. Because the new economy is coming to the whole world. If you look at the church of the living God, therefore, you have people who are saying that they should not, the church members should not obey, um, you know, the instruction of the government to, to shut down. But the Bible says all, of, all men should submit to the authority that is above him. For there is no authority but for that that is from above. He said the authority that is is from God. And whoever rebels against authority rebels against God. And I think as a minister of God, I will not rebel against the instruction of government. Because I will rebel against God. The Bible says so. So if the, if the government says shut down your members, I will tell my members this is what government says, obey it. Okay? So in my position now, I have to shut down the church. So, but if I shut down the church, the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of one another. Well, how can I reach my members? That's the next thing to think. So, if I have to confront this dilemma, I will have to think differently and deviate from none. And this is applicable to your business. If your business is, is, is being confronted now, your supply chain has been affected and disrupted seriously. Like it, I've enumerated that to you going across industries. Supply chain have been so much affected. Industries that are, that are not directly affected, they have been indirectly affected. And because their supply chain has been affected, certainly some people have to lose their jobs. Now, there are two problems in that. When people lose their job, are the people fully ready? Have they equipped themselves? Did they have infrastructure or framework built around them for years upon which they can diversify in their career? Therefore, you can begin to see, when we talk about futuristic uh, leadership or 
21st century leadership or end time leadership. Let me help you on this. The definition given to it is correct. Anyone who had been going to work and earning salary all his life, and he had not thought of the future, any industry that had just been manufacturing a brand, and been sending food soldiers to go and drop it in people's houses, and did not have in their cognition that a future can come, that you will not be able to follow this procedure of supply chain, they will now suffer. Same thing with church. A church who is not futuristic in their approach, this is the time that they may shut down. However, those who will thrive in this storm are people who have had in their conception years back the concept of 21st century leadership or end-time leadership as Jesus said it, and they have built up a framework that can stand the test of the storms. They have sat down to look at challenges that could face their organization without really specifically saying COVID-19 because nobody knew about COVID-19. But they have thought about, as Christians, church leaders, people who have thought about, what about if a time comes and we cannot meet under, my, under the roof? I have said that to my church members for more than 12 years. If you look at the book of Acts, chapter, chapter 2, that was, it was so boisterous when the Holy Ghost came. Verse 1 says, and when the time of Holy Ghost has fully come, they were together and Holy Ghost came and manifestation. And then chapter 3 tells you how Peter went and John to the beautiful gate and raised the crippled man in the beautiful gate and the gospel exploded. But I understand that the Vuka of their time were the embodiment of Pharisees and Sadducees who opposed Jesus in his time. And Jesus had a framework that navigated him through all those complexities to the place whereby the ministry of Jesus is not affected by the challenges of the day or the future challenges. In the life of Jesus Christ, he, I will show you in the scriptures now. Jesus Christ was able, he was born in the midst of complexity. You have the Pharisees divided from the Sadducees about matter of angels and resurrection. You have, the Sadducees, you have the Zealots who are believing that they have to overthrow the government of Rome. You have the tax collectors who work for the government of Rome and who are oppressing their own people. You have people like Herod and the rest of them. So you have all this complexity in the midst of which Jesus was born. When Jesus was born, if you look at about him, he, 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 in Luke chapter, chapter 4, if you read from verse 14, he said Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit and the news about him spread. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit and the news about him spread. Let me read to you from chapter, chapter 4 of Luke. He says from verse 31, Then, after the news spread, then he went to Capernaum, Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath began to teach the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. Now understand, I'm talking about to be a, a person, a leader that will meet up with the end time leadership or the a futuristic person, or a 21st century leadership, must be futuristic in approach. It must depart from norm. The norm in the time of Jesus was that the, the, the leaders that we are, they tell stories, fictions to the people. And they did not take authority at all 
Jesus came with a different approach of leadership. His message had authority. His message had power. His message was unique. His message was not along with the norm. His message was, was, was real. He was not saying God would do it for you. He made it happen. He made God do it. He saw the blind. He reopened the eyes of the blind. He taught the people who were intellectuals that they were confused because the whole of their intellectual knowledge is based on theory. He came and he brought revelation from the same story they have been given that has no meaning become to be relevant. He's able to apply the word of God to the practical life of people. And this is needed in the church of the living God today. To be relevant. He departed from now. Come on now. He said in the synagogue, verse 33, there was a man possessed by a demon and an and evil spirit. He cried out on the top of his voice, Hey, ha, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Now, his authority was so sound that the spirits of evil or evil spirit who are invisible recognize it. His message hits beyond the body. It pierced the mind of people. He pierced the soul of people. Departing from now. Different from the people who are the authorities there. Then if you look at what Jesus said in verse 35, he said in the synagogue, no, verse 35, but be quiet, Jesus answered, that is Luke 4, 35, come out of him. Then the demons threw the man down, became before them uh, all, uh, before them all, and came out with, with, without injuring the man. He threw the man to the ground, crossed him, but he didn't injure the man. Because he was acting upon authority, that is from God. Now look at verse 36. He says, all the people were amazed, not some of the people. The church must come with such in this season. This is a broker season. And let me say to you, if you are an industry, I'm going to give you eight principles from what I'm teaching you. If you are a, an industrial leader, if you don't do what I'm saying, you can be guaranteed that your industry will come to an abrupt end. Because this coronavirus stuff, let me tell you, the coronavirus situation intercepted other things that are looming. Now, this is it. We have coronavirus situation that is going around. But before coronavirus was the breaking away of United Kingdom from European economy. I will get there now. People are not talking about that now. But underground, negotiations are going and negotiations are being frustrated. But by January 1, if United Kingdom and Europe cannot come to a consensus... United Kingdom will break away from the economy of Europe. When United Kingdom breaks away from the economy of Europe and go back to the norm of the WTO, they are talking about, no time to explain that to you, but I'm telling you, go and check it. Maybe before the end of the, of the year, I'll be able to talk much about the WTO rule. It's very, very simple. We go to a, 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 a status quo. That is the standard. What will happen is that the economy of Britain will shake so much to the root. And the economy of Europe will shake so much to the root. There will be collapse in economy. Let me say this to you. The collapse will be terrible, but the, the depth of the effect, I think, will be more in UK. And I say my thoughts based on my researches and findings.
If I give you one example. You know, we have over 50% of um, our beef come from Republic of Ireland, which is Europe. And uh, about over 50% of our groceries, of our farmers, we, send, we sell to Europe. That contract we seize on that day. It will seize on that day. And you can see other contracts that we have. If we don't have an agreement on any contract, that contract is, is resigned. So, but this is going to kick him fully in the midst of lockdown. People getting jobless. Sainsbury's last week in England announced because of this lockdown in England again for the next four weeks, that they are, they are, they are going to sack 3,000 workers within one month. Not only them. Other companies have come up that they will sack 2,000 and the rest of them. And all this, you can you imagine that all this sacking, sacking, sacking is going on. Okay? And then, we now enter January, we now crash out of the union. Think about what is going to happen. You know, that's the reason why this lecture, I believe that God is directing me to teach you. You must begin to think now. A proactive leader is a 21st century leader, leader person. But anybody who is not proactive, <laughs> you will discover that when those things happen to you, you will not have solution to, to it. Then frustration. But we pray that God will have mercy. When God has mercy, He will direct the mind of leaders into solutions that will, that will cushion it. He cannot solve it, but He will cushion it just for a little while. So, Jesus Christ, what happened to Him? What did people say in verse 36 of Luke chapter 4? He says, all the people were amazed and said to each other, What is this teaching with authority and power? He gives orders to evil spirits and they come out. And the news about Him spread all around the area. I want you to write down chapter, chapter 3. You will see the book of Acts. You see, when Jesus came up with this, and he came up with a new device, his new device is that whatever God says, that must happen here. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God said he will heal the sick. He healed the sick. God said he will raise the dead. He raised the dead. God said, you know, you know, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, he will preach the kingdom. He preached the kingdom. People were telling stories. He didn't, he didn't focus on the Pharisees and Sadducees. He continued to focus on his futuristic plan. His future plan is to die for the whole world and save the whole world. And the only way he can achieve it by the framework that he has set up is to take 12 people and pour himself into them and then increase their number to another set of 72, pour himself into them, and then increase their number to 500 and, and, and replicate himself in them. And those people are enough when he dies, they will take it out because they have become like him. So Jesus based himself on, on his future going to the cross. He educated the people all the time. Our future is this. I'm going to die. But when I die, I will rise up again. But when I rise up again, I will go. When I go, I will send the spirit. You will see me no more. So now that you are with me, this is the framework. This is who I am. This is what we do. This is where we are going. Everything he did, he built the framework that can navigate all complexities in the time that he was and after he had been and he had gone, that all whatever they said devil will throw or the war system will throw any vocal that will happen he can navigate through everything that's what jesus did he set it up now if you look at in our days in modern days um, uh, uh, teaching about leadership they talk about mentoring who was the first person to mentor it was jesus christ mentoring just means replicating yourself in other people 
That's what mentoring just simply means. And this is what Jesus did. He set up an infrastructure, a framework that can navigate through all complexities to the end time. Now, let me say this to you. Jesus came for one purpose, to die for the whole world. But in his structure and framework, he took just 12 and imparted into 12 only. He did not go for massive number of people. No, 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 no. You don't need that. Crowd go to church. Many of them don't know God. Many Christians today, the dilemma and pity in the heart of a number of us who truly have encounters with the Lord Jesus is that many who come to church don't even have encounters with Jesus. They are only fictioners and storytellers. And that must change in this dispensation. Really, the things that will happen next year, I told you in the CFT church that I see when I, when I saw the farming coming, I said to you, go and check the prophecy again and again. I said it, I repeated it that. I see the, the, uh, for Britain, when, before we, 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 uh, we left the AU, I told you that we are going to break away. And when we break away, I see the new pres- prime minister coming and God told me that it was going to be Boris Johnson. And I told him, I told you guys, and I said to you that I see between 2001 and 2007, this country will never come to balance until 2007. I told you, go and check it. I told you. Oh, but they are saying that, look, if we fall out, we crash out, nothing will happen. But you see now in January whether something will happen. But already we know what is happening now because, you know, we have passed through the period in London that our shelves were emptied before coronavirus came in. Our shelves were emptied between the month of um, uh, October last year to January before coronavirus came in. Now coronavirus is adding its own. And the government have to do what they've never done before by going to the treasury and bringing the money to pay salaries, match fund other people. Don't you understand that a well that, uh, you know, uh, a, a port that you are, you are taking from and you are not replenishing will soon empty? I would get them now. So, I'm saying this to help us to understand the time and the season that we are. Jesus was futuristic leader. That is the reason why when Jesus was speaking, he said something, I, I just have a few minutes to go with you. Jesus said something while he was speaking to, the, to the, the disciples. He said in John chapter 4, verse 35 to 36, he says, do, do you not say four more months and then the harvest? Look at Jesus' futuristic leadership principle, or 21st century leadership principle. He said, do you not say four more months than the harvest? He said, I tell you, open your eyes, education. Enlightenment first. And look into the fields, plural. Don't box, don't narrow your life into one focus. A framework. Jesus had a focus of winning the whole world. So he built a framework that would do that. If you have just your mind to be earning salary and be going home and stuff like that, you will suffer in the days to come. Because when, when you lose that job, you will just find out that you cannot fit in into any other. New areas of need will emerge in industry, and you are not qualified. So if you are not qualified, what will happen to you? And in my own church, in Christ's Tabernacle, I have been equipping you for the past 11 years. Go study, go study, diversify, diversify, be current, be current. And I thank God that people obeyed me, and they are current. Now the challenges have come. I've prepared a church that can navigate through it. That's the reason why in CFT church we don't have issues about joblessness. So a few people lost their job, but they soon got another job. This is Jesus for you. He said to the people, do you not say 
for more months. You, you cannot say what people say if you are a member of CFT. Or those of you watching me on, in the, on the globe and following me, you cannot say what people say. Because when Jesus came, he did not say what the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were there before him. They were the ones who christened him. He didn't say what they say. Departure from none. Then he says, four more months, then there will be harvest. I tell you, open your eyes. That will be being futuristic. There may not be harvest physical, but you must be able to see to the realm of the spirit that there is harvest. Someone says that everybody is losing their job. Yes, there are jobs other created. As people are losing their job, new people are getting jobs. Open your eyes. Don't be narrowed down by people who are, who are, who are, who are, who are loafers. People who have no dream from their life. You know, some people say that does hear the Lord, they don't even know the God that is speaking. They speak from their head. Come on now. I will not be a party to a foolish man. Hallelujah. The Bible says that by their fruits you know them. If a prophet has spoken a number of times and it came to pass, know that God is with him. When he says anything, then he must, it's God that is speaking. He may not understand it. I will teach you about prophetic. Former months, then harvest. I tell you, open your eyes. And look at the fields. Your mindset must be, must be, you know, very broad. For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son to save the whole world, not to save Israel. While you are, you must be global thinking and then local focus. That is, you have a global mind, but then you must start from a local place. Start from yourself as a leader. Alright, examine what I'm saying about yourself. Are you futuristic in your own plan? What will become of you 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years time? What man will you be on earth? Have you got all the ingredients and potentials and everything you need to acquire to make you what you plan 5 years, 10 years? Yes, I told my church, I don't have more than 30 years to live on this planet earth. If I live more than 30 years, God give me, I will beg God to go. Therefore, if you cannot think about that year, then anything you are doing right now will not achieve any success for you. A little stumbling in the boat, you will fall off the boat. And that's what is happening today, today, today. I can't understand how someone can tell me that pastors are jobless. How can pastors be jobless? How can they be jobless? If you are a pastor and the whole of your church leaves... Then go and look for an employment and do. That's why every pastor that God called, you must have a skill that you know you can earn money. And then God calls you to full time. If full time can take care of you, then go to full time. If full time can take care of you, keep on with your skill, earn money for your family because the Bible says the hand that did not work should not eat. And the Bible says a man who does not feed his family is worse than an imbecile. Don't sit down at home and bring in children to the world into poverty, marrying a woman into a miserable life. Okay? You shouldn't be that. That is not of God. That is not of God. It is of the devil. Jesus says, open your eyes and look to the fields, plural fields. He says, they are ripe for harvest. Even now, the reaper draws his wages. Even now, they have harvest the crops for eternal life, so that both the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Let me help you understand something. This time around, that we are having complexities in this world, and the context and this, all this situation about COVID-19, 
And then the economic uh, isolation that is coming or division that is coming between Britain and Europe. And then you have the potential problem of America and China, which has always been. And you think that if a new government comes in, it will be, it will be improved. I'm saying to you that it will never be improved. Because China have decided what they will do. They will not turn back from what they will do. Their intention is very clear to make sure that America is no more power. And they have moved on the ground to capture the whole world. They have captured the world under finances already. And they are developing their ammunition so massively, and America can't catch up with it. America have gone ahead, but they are moving very, very close to them in ammunition. And you think that if any other government comes into America, they will be able to beg China that don't manufacture your, your weapons anymore. China have got to a place that if you decide to, to give, take sanction against a, a, a China, you will, be, you will suffer. America will suffer if they make sanction against China because many countries will not obey it because America has not put its money to many countries. China have. Not only have they put their money to many countries, go to Africa, you see Chinese moving massively, locating in Africa and settling in areas in Africa. And even Africa has settled because they gave them money. So if America thinks that somebody else will come in, who will come and they are joking. Let me help you understand this. So therefore, you have all the complexities all around you. But in the midst of it, you have to succeed. That's the reason why you must be futuristic in your concept. And you must build a framework that addresses your futuristic mindset. And you must implement now what will progressively accumulate and end you up in the future that you have designed for yourself. Forget about Satan now. I will talk about the devil sometime along this lecture. Therefore, let me conclude by saying this to you. If you look at what Jesus said for a futuristic leader or a 21st century leader or end-time leadership, he says, don't, no more procrastination. That's the first one. Be futuristic, building framework. Those are the two major things you are looking at for a 21st century leadership. No more procrastination. Everything that you have, inspiration that comes to you, write it down, put it in your framework, plan, and execute it. Then, in that verse 35 to 36, there are four things that you can learn from it. Number one, don't say what people say. Stop saying what people say. Christians should stop, you know, all these uh, social media people just come with um, some nonsense and they publish it. And unfortunately, some Christians, because they are not educated, they don't, they don't give their mind to studies. They just run after it. <laughs> don't. And I would say they don't spend your time on social media except this area of social media that will add values to your ambition. You never see me watch anybody singing in social media. Singing for what? If I want to sing, I will sing to myself. If, if I'm a chorister, I may watch those singers so that we can go and reproduce it, yes. But somebody just, a person who is not a professional singer, he, he, he sent out a, a, a something on the YouTube, and he's singing, I love the Lord, he is good. And you are listening. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I know you are shaking your hand, or they are, they are sending about people who they are cutting them to pieces, they are maiming, maiming people. Forget it. Your heart this day must be focused on the future that God has given you. Second thing is that your eyes must be wide open. The open wide eyes means that equip yourself with education necessary. Spend most of your time studying areas of things, articles, write-ups, publications that can help you in your career, the word of God, knowledge, prophecies, and read yourself. Pray regularly to have communication with heaven. This is eye-open. When people are being blown away by all manners of doctrines and waves, you are focused. 
that is apostle for you. No one can tell me God said, if God didn't say. I will ask God himself and he tells me. And what God tells me, I say it. Because he does not have to. And if he says it, I say it. Number three, you must see beyond your norm. Don't be stuck into your normal days of routine. Challenges will offset your routine. Are we together now? And now we have challenges. Like this time now, church of God have to meet. Christ with Tabernacle, when the offset, uh, the first lockdown happened, you know, there's a prayer that we used to do regularly, daily in the church, which we divided people into four groups and weeks. We decided that, well, if we cannot go to church, we can reach our people through social media. So what Apostle Williams did was that, if we have to reach our people through social media, it means then that I have to broadcast from my house. If I have to broadcast from my house, can I be inviting the video people, all the people to come to my house and be filming me? I cannot. So what will I do? I sat down to just my, my paper. Though, in 2020, 2000, the year 2000, Jesus told me that the church of God will be in a vision, will be, will be attacked through social media, through media, television media, and also through the law. At that time, there is no immoral law passed. But if you look at, and I asked him that, can I study law? He said, yes. Can I study social media? He said, yes. He said, you will need it. So I went to the university to study um, broadcasting, you know, multimedia, and I majored in broadcasting. And then I designed my own outfit for a television program, and that cut down a head course in television prog- programming. And then inspired many of my members, so we have many of them who have done B, B, first degree, you know, in the multimedia arts all over the place. Then they took it beyond my, my, my you know, uh, my own level. And they majored in various aspects. And those people now are the ones we are using for church. As I'm talking to you now, it is members of CFT, no one is paid. They are all committed to service of God, and they are qualified in various area one of them even has a television station and all the knowledge they have they are using it right now to reach the whole world but when we have to now lock down and i have to reach members i have to sit down myself to go and think about what how can i reach them i, I recognize you have zoom you have you know all this uh, webinar and all stuff like that so i have to now study webinar what it is and what it can do what is the limitation i studied zoom what it is what it can do skype i studied i studied google and I discovered that from all those platforms, Zoom is the one that can fulfill my vision. So, now, Zoom can only film me and then bring other people to the platform and then link up to the social media. But I, I love things to be done professionally. I would not say because, you know, we are locked down, so the, the product, the quality of my product should now diminish. No, 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 no. Because we'll talk about that next week. The quality of your product, all right, is very important. Two major things that you must consider in in these challenges is number one, your your value chain and the quality of product. Your quality of product must increase, and your dissemination of your product must be uninterrupted, because you know. Once your chain is affected, which it is now, you ha- if you have a good framework, you discover that you are still intact. So however, I have to think about that. So I decided to go and study other softwares that can help me, that I can operate solely 
and I found out Wirecast, and I began to improve on Wirecast, studied everything in Wirecast. I could understand them easily because I studied multimedia. So all the technical words that they use, I know it. But if you don't study, if you didn't study multimedia, you can go and take a, a technical word and go and search it on Google. It will explain it to you. So I'm talking about being able to face the complexities and challenges that happen. And so we started producing from house. So, and I got this church to pray every day, 7 p.m. When we started the prayer, we have been praying now for 227 days today. CFT gathers 7 p.m. daily, and they hear from God. And they, they, I allow my members to lead prayers. We have Bible, Bible chapters we read daily. Everybody reads it. I allow them to hear from God. And whatever God tells them to lead in prayer is what they lead, but they must lead according to the Word of God. That is my own framework to prepare an army of people that will navigate through every complexity in this 21st century, be it satanic complexity, be it economic complexity and whatever it may be i have sat down 10 15 years ago to reason about it because god told me that these things are going to happen and so i have set up a framework in my church to raise children from the age of three five some of them now are in their 20s they are in their 30s they are now graduates they are now working in reputable organization and i said that to them yesterday i have been the holy spirit have been structuring me if when only ghost tell you what is going to happen in the future what did he tell you for so that you can look at now and design a framework that can help you during that period if he wants you and you don't do anything you will enter into trouble that time your prayer cannot solve it I'm talking about 21st century leadership. And that is the approach that I took. Who where did I get it from? From our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, I've read it to you. I've read three things to you. You know, in the lessons you learned from John 4, 35 to 36. One, don't say what people say. Two, your eyes must be wide open. Three, you must see beyond the norm. Departure from norm. Four, you must see the harvest of souls, that your harvest fails. You must see harvest. When in your industry people are saying that there's no more uh, hope there, you must create hope and see beyond all what they are saying and see that, oh, by the situation that happened now, this is going to be possible, there's going to be possibility. So you start working towards the possibility that only you can imagine, but others cannot imagine. These are the teachings of Jesus Christ concerning 21st century leadership. But I will say this to you, write this down. If you look at, we'll look at that next Sunday. When you look at the prophecies of Jesus, you will see everything that the 21st century academia say is necessary. Jesus spoke about them. The book of Acts spoke about them. Paul spoke about them. Daniel spoke about them. We will consider those uh, uh, um, words, uh, all those write-ups next week, so that we can really be able to recognize that there is nothing happening on earth today that the Bible did not speak about. One of the things that you are going to discover when I speak to you next week from the scriptures is this. The Bible talks about the fact that there are challenges that will face us in the 21st century. And he told us very, very clearly that there will be disruptive technologies that will confront us. The, you know, as in the, in the area of um, uh, intellectual teaching, you know, we talk about, you know, 
uh, the issue of supply chain, that supply chain will be obstructed in the 21st century. Jesus said it. The supply chain will be obstructed. Our brand and product must be relevant to every society, regardless of the challenges and complexities that is facing industry. And our brand must not deviate from the original. It can only be modified according to the obstructive technologies. Because obstructive technologies, there are, are innovations or there are developments all around you that will challenge the norm, the way you communicate, which you have to now adjust to be able to still deliver your product. Our product of the church is salvation unto all man. And it is relevant every time. But our delivery method must have to conform with the obstructive technology as intellectuals put it. So there are three major networks that, are, that involve, you know, these challenges. The first network is activities. And the second network is people. The third network is enti- you know, uh, entities, and then the fourth is information, and the fifth is resources. We'll talk much about this, but let me give you these seven things, eight things that you need to know in this very season. You must put these eight things down, and we'll look further into them. These are leadership challenges and enablers in this very period. How can you be enabled to be able to navigate through all these complexities? That, number one, the current challenges, we're going to look at this. You must identify areas of key challenges that can face your organization. If you cannot sit down now to address that on your personal life, I will say key, you know when I said uh, leadership, you know that I'm talking about your life first and your family, your community, your, all your roles, which I explained to you. So, in this season, you must sit down, identify areas of key challenges that can face your life, your organization, and your role. <clears throat> and you will identify this by identifying, one, your current challenges. You must identify your current challenges. Today is COVID-19. Analyze it. All the areas that it has affected in your life, write them down. Then, the second thing is that you must identify the current developments that could pose future challenges. The current developments that could pose future challenges. You know something? If my industry depends on hospitality industry, of course, this COVID had destroyed the hospitality industry. And these challenges will face me in the new year. I must identify. I must identify all the challenges that are this current situation has created that will be corrupting in the future. For the church of God, the, one of the things that is going to be the challenges for the church of God in the future is that how can we reach people? What about if they shut church down? What about if there's persecution and Christians can't meet under their building? Who are you going to sue? You can't sue anybody because they will kill you even if they see you. And anybody who cannot adapt into social media connection now with his members, you better go and learn it. I would get the name. So, these challenges that, you, that are current, you must identify future challenges that will come up from it. And that is what is called disruptive technologies. Number three, you must identify the current structure of your organization. Looking at the framework that we said before, and we, we, relate, we, we related that into Christ. The current structure of your organization. Okay? Number four. You must look at structure, your structure and policies. Pursue. That is, you are looking at your structure and policies 
that you have in place to be able to face these challenges. So, some of you need to redesign your policies. Like in CFT, we have to redesign our policy. Because now the government said that people should not come in, uh, they should come to church. These are the policies, these are the principles that we should adhere to. We should have safe distance, people sitting down. We should have masks and, you know, even when the government said we shouldn't, it's not strict to wear masks through services. We sat down with the rest of my think tank, members of the church and all stuff like that, and leaders, and we looked at, well, how can we do this? How can we achieve this? So we have to write policies that is in line with health and safety regulation first. Is, this church did that. And all those who are executives in their offices brought to the table what they did in their office to comply. Those who are workers in various areas who had sections of health and safety came together and juggled their brains together. And we came up with a with policies that are relevant and can face these challenges and future challenges. That's what I'm talking about. The challenges you have now, you must think about beyond that, as Jesus said, that open your eyes and see the fields. So these challenges will give rise to these other challenges, which is the disruptive technologies. And then, what is our structure now? And can we, can we, can we cope with it? Okay, we have to restructure, we have to change policies so that we can meet up. Number five, now, you have to look at the trajectory of implementation, and your trajectory of implementation must be adequate. And this happened to all industry, construction industry, law firms, uh, you know, banking, and all. Let me say to you about, a little bit about banking, because God also helped me to study banking when I didn't know why I've studied banking law. The issue is this, banks only have money when customers available <laughs> but when many customers lost their job what happened to bank cash liquid cash goes down so if i was a bank chief executive now i know what to do now because of i've analyzed the impact of this situation in banking industry next year maybe if there's an executive of bank listening to me you can come and ask me i will tell you what to do Concerning this, from all these things I'm teaching you, what I'm teaching you, I have looked into various industries, construction companies, I can advise them quite adequately where you are, what you are going to be looking for next year. Areas that problem will come in construction industry. In law operation, law firms, I've, I've seen areas that problem will come. But you know, it will just create more, more, more work and more, more money for you. So, you must look at your trajectory of implementation of, of plan. Then, you must also identify adequate training that you need to engage in to keep up with the rapid global changes and i've told you pastors you must study about multimedia social media you don't say i don't know about you You better go and know or else you are going to be bankrupt you are going to be closed down shut down members will not you won't find anybody anymore now, people need the ministry of the spirit and the prophet must reach the people it's not the people who come for prophets no Teachers must reach people. People don't go for teachers. And the only way you can reach them is that you must equip yourself with every training. The same thing with your industry. Anything you know that you need to train yourself upon now so that you can be able to penetrate into the new challenges and overcome it. You must equip yourself with various training. Anywhere you need certification, you must go and get certified. Adequate training. Then number seven, I suppose. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. You must identify or you must establish and invest 
in relevant and effective research and development. Research and development. Every day, as I'm studying now, I'm in school back, I won't tell you which school I am. My members know where I am. So, um, but I'm still studying about the multimedia arts. I'm still investigating about Zoom. I'm still looking at what can I advise Zoom. I have written, during this period, when I went into Zoom and I took, I bought a new Apple. The Apple uh, uh, operating system cannot do function on the Zoom. I wrote Apple, analyzed the problem, and wrote them and gave recommendation. And I wrote um, a Zoom and gave recommendation. Within two weeks of my talking with them, Apple upgraded their operating system, and Zoom upgraded the operating system, and they both worked. I am the one who wrote it. Because these things I apply. These things I was not taught only. I was taught and I applied. It works. And I saw it in Jesus and the apostles. It works. Finally, what number is that? I think it's 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Okay. Finally, you must have a regular evaluation of the impact of various initiatives on your organizational objectives. A current, a, a, a good framework of observation that is monitoring, evaluating regularly, evaluating. For me, I do sub-evaluation daily, then I do weekly evaluation. And so that that evaluation will tell you whether what you are doing is having the effects that you expect or what you are doing is tangential to the effect that you want. Before you go too much far away in deviation, you will curb yourself because the farther you go in deviation, the longer the gap is and the more expensive it will be to bring your organization back to cost. And that will eat into your reserve, in your liquidity. And when, when, you, when you eat into your liquidity, what happens in economics is that you are very close to bankruptcy. And you must understand that regular evaluation of impact of your various initiatives in your organizational objective is paramount and we're going to stop here today now we have been looking at the topic 21st century leadership and i've been able to help you understand from intellectual knowledge that 21st century leadership is the same thing that the bible called the end time leadership and i've said to you the definition about the 21st century leadership it says is a is a is a leadership that is futuristic in its approach towards leadership or towards your person is my own personal observation leadership begins from you in view of the fact that you set up a framework that can navigate through all complexities that pose challenges or will pose challenges in your organization. I believe that you have been mightily blessed today. If you want to contact me further on this, you can always find me on the website of Christ the Tabernacle Church, International Churches. And of course, we have a telephone number that you can always contact us. When this is edited, it will be published. And it is 07940, no, 07956-858. 604 07956 858 604 and of course you can go to our 
email to send me an email on admin at cftchurches.org. I believe very much that everyone has been blessed. My heart is to relate with those who are intellectual, those who are CEOs of organizations, of conglomerates, people who sit in high offices, directors in high offices, management of high offices. But at the same time too, I intended that this knowledge that we have been sharing among ourselves in conglomerates or chairman of organizations, we can bring it down to the understanding of an individual person on the street so that individual person on the street also can, you know, um, uh, apply to themselves because the, the position is that when individual people have this knowledge, by the time the CEOs and big companies need people, the people are well positioned and well equipped. And this is my intention. And people of God need to know this, that there are things that you pray about. There are things that Jesus tells you that you don't pray about, you do it. When it says, open your eyes and see, you don't pray for your eyes to open. You are the one who will open your, <laughs> your eyes. The Bible says, knowledge is good, get with it all you have. It says, above all this, get understanding. And I'm sure that you have been blessed. If we can take care of this part of Jesus Christ and match it all with our spiritual part of Jesus Christ, the church of the living God on earth will be a formidable force that no one can challenge. Either principles or powers or schemes of men shall we bow our heads and i'll pray with you lord we thank you for knowledge comes from you you are the source of intelligence and out of the tiny grain of your intelligence you give to all human beings to share and lord what we what we know is quite exciting because you only gave us the things we know to govern this earth that you've given us but when we go beyond the earth into the spiritual realm we see ocean endless ocean and vast knowledge of God that can never be fully grasped. And Lord, I pray that what I have sent out to your people will change their lives, transform their lives, empower and equip them, and bring them to where you have ordained. It is the will of God that all men will prosper. Oh Lord, breathe wisdom to everyone under my voice. Breathe understanding into them. Receive them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I say, I stand in Christ in God and declare, this is the month of fulfillment, month of November 2020. You shall be fulfilled. I say, you shall be fulfilled. God will bring to fulfillment every promise that he has made about you. God said to us in the book of Isaiah 55, verse 11, he says, so is my word that comes out of my mouth. It will not come back to me empty. It shall achieve the purpose for which I have said it. And, the, and, the, and the, uh, it will achieve the purpose and it shall, it shall achieve the, 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 the plan that I have put. So I speak in the name of the Lord. As you go in this new week, the purpose of God for your life shall be established and the plans of God for your life will be fulfilled. The purpose of God will override the purpose of man. It will override the purpose of Satan. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will be fulfilled in the plans and purpose of God so that your life will bring joy unto heaven and you will be equipped by the power of the Most High. It is the word of God that He heals your body. He says, I am the Lord that healeth you. All who are sick under my voice, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of I cast every pain to die. The sore at the back of your ear. Healed in the name of Jesus Christ. The sore in your foot. Healed in the name of Jesus. The sore at your ankle. Healed, healed, healed. Bring that on the sick. The sore that covered your skin. Clear out 
like leprous, she was cleared in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I speak to those who are said with barren, you are fruitful from this hour. In the name of the Lord of hosts, if anybody is abused by Satan, oppressed by Satan, it is written, I will defend my house, says the Lord, from marauding forces. Every marauding forces and oppressing spirit, I banish you. I command you out in the name of Jesus from the life that you occupy. I take authority in the name that is above all name. Let the kingdom of Satan collapse in the name of Jesus. In the life of everyone under my voice, let the kingdom of God be established in your life in the name of Jesus. In your family, in your home, around you. In this time of famine, you will have plenty to eat. You will not lack in this season. For it is written in the time of famine, my people will enjoy plenty. The Holy Spirit of God will carry you on his wing. He will carry you beyond the limits of man. He will carry you into the realm of the Spirit of God. That your eyes can see far what the plans of God is. And that your mind can understand what you should do now. So that every step you take will be in line with the purpose of God. In this time, you will not be among those who will waste away in these complexities that is facing the heart. For there are, there are more testing that is coming. God has said it after COVID. In about three years' time, it's another challenge coming upon the face of the earth. I decree in the name of the Lord. Receive knowledge from God. Receive wisdom from God. For the clock of this earth is clicking down to the end. May God enable and empower you to be among those who will hear the trumpet. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and the dead shall rise, may you be among those who will transform in your mortal body if you are still alive and be joined with Him. May grace and mercy and peace be yours all the days of your life. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying with thanksgiving. Shall Lord say, say, Amen? Amen. Can I just give this opportunity to anyone who is not born again? If you are not born again and you want to accept Jesus Christ and you are listening to me, put your hands on your chest a new wind is blowing upon the face of the earth put your hands on your chest and say this after me Lord Jesus I thank you because you died for me I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead I confess with my lips Jesus you are my Lord I surrender my life have mercy on me Father, thank you for saving me in Jesus' holy name. Amen. If this is your first time of praying that prayer, please send me a text or send me um, um, an email. And if you are being healed in this prayer, send me an email so that we can rejoice with you in the victory of Christ that you have received. May the Lord be with you. Tonight, you can join me again at 7 p.m. Every